Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what are emotions? What do emotions do for us? Dr. Paul Ekman spent decades researching emotions across various cultures, even identifying seven universal emotions, which we're going to talk about. If you enjoyed the Disney Pixar movie Inside Out, know that he served as the scientific advisor on that movie. He said that emotions are a process, a particular kind of automatic appraisal influenced by our evolutionary and personal past, in which we sense that something important to our welfare is occurring, and a set of psychological changes and emotional behaviors begins to deal with the situation. Well now, let's unpack this. Emotions are powerful, mental and physical reactions. These reactions are triggered by thoughts, experiences, and engagement. They can be positive or negative, and can affect our behavior, mood, and relationships. They have been studied extensively in psychology and neuroscience, and exist to help us navigate through life. Let's quickly compare emotions and feelings. We should be clear here that emotions are not feelings. So while you can feel emotions, and you can emote your feelings, not all feelings are emotions. Some feelings that are not emotions are hot and cold, soft and rough. These feelings are obviously not emotions, because they are perceptions with proprioceptors. Less obvious feelings that are not emotions are numbness, puzzled, thankful, and sensitive. Using our interoception, we can understand that the emotion behind numbness is dismay, sadness, or apathetic. That the emotions behind feeling puzzled is confusion, astonishment, and perhaps arousal. The emotions behind thankful is proud and gracious. And the emotions behind sensitive are vulnerable and anxious. Other feelings like attacked, neglected, and unappreciated aren't feelings at all. These are interpretations of how we are treated. The feeling of attacked might be frightened. The feeling for neglected might be lonely. The feeling for unappreciated might be discouraged or disappointed. What you can feel and is an emotion would be things like sadness, happiness, content, hurt, jealousy, regret, compassion, amusement, worry, and love. And to emote means to give expression to an emotion, to show an emotion, physically portray your emotion to another. So emotions, then, are the internal signals that we experience in response to our current environment and the events around us. They provide us with invaluable information about our own experiences. Our emotions, it is said, have different components, cognitive, physical, and behavioral. Cognitive aspects of your emotions involve the thoughts and feelings that arise from internal or external triggers. This may include memories, beliefs, expectations, and interpretations of events. On a physical level, emotions create changes in our body like increased heart rate, breathing rate, 
skin temperature, the release of different neurochemicals, and other physiological processes. And behaviors are typically manifested in an outward expression, such as facial movements and body language. People exhibit different behaviors when different emotions are experienced, of course. These three components, the cognitive, physical, and behavioral of emotions, they're influenced by the situation you're in, meaning whatever is happening to you in the moment will elicit an emotion. The situation can be a physical event, a social interaction, a conversation, a thought that came into your mind like a memory or an image, or even a reenactment you play out or are watching someone else play out in front of you. In this sense, there is overlap of a situation that elicits an emotion and the component of an emotion. For example, if you were thinking about a memory of a time you were happy, you're going to begin to feel the emotion happiness. This is a direct influence of one emotional component, the cognitive. In thinking about a happy memory, that can cascade to the physical component, like releasing a endocannabinoid and dopamine inside your brain, which can then lead to a change in your facial feature, the physical component, where you begin to smile. Now, of course, tied to any situation is your subjective experience. This means that when someone takes your pen as a child, you might feel hurt or sad. If someone takes your pen as an adult, you still might feel hurt or sad, and then maybe you feel compassion for the person who took your pen because you tell yourself, they needed it a little bit more than I did. I have another one. I'm not worried. Another example of subjective experience that ties to your situation is if you are wronged in the past by someone close to you, say, you were cheated on. If this was the first time someone cheated on you, and you really liked this other person, you might think back to this memory, and the emotion of anguish or anger comes out, because how could they? If you liked this person but knew they weren't the one, and they cheated on you, this memory might bring up emotions of pity, gratitude, or relief, because why didn't they just break up with you first? And if you thought that this person was the one and they cheated on you, emotions that come up might be hopelessness, disgust, or contempt. Because they don't know how much they fucked up and how much they hurt you. Now, there are tons of emotions we could chat about here, though I said in the beginning that we're going to talk about universal emotions. These universal emotions are universal because regardless of what culture you were in, where you grew up, what language you speak, how old are you, every human has the same physical components, the same facial features for these emotions. There are seven in total, and they are anger, contempt, disgust, enjoyment, which I will refer to as happiness, fear, sadness, and surprise. Now, we've previously dedicated single episodes to anger, sadness, and fear. We've talked about contempt when discussing the Four Horsemen of Conflict. And we talked about surprise when discussing awe. So, the last two universal emotions we didn't touch on yet are disgust and happiness. Disgust is the emotion you feel when you have an aversion towards something, most likely something offensive. Disgust can range from disliking something or someone to having a revulsion to a thing or loathing 
a person. This emotion helps us to move away from something offensive, yes, and also things that are poisonous or contaminate. The physical component can be the vocal track of yuck or ew or gagging. And on the face, it has lowered eyebrows, wrinkling of the bridge of the nose, upper lips rising to an inverted U, and the lower lip raised and slightly protruding. Think of something that is yuck or ew in your life. Close your eyes, and you'll feel your face start to move into that position. Disgust is an innate emotion to various things like open wounds, sickness or disease, moldy foods even. And disgust is also a learned emotion, normally for children between the ages of four and eight. We know this to be true because children have no problem eating foods that look like throw-up, or chocolate, shaped like poop, or social disgust, like someone's fashion sense, until these ages. As for happiness, this emotion is an overall feeling of enjoyment and well-being. The range of happiness covers pleasure to amusement to wonder and ecstasy. Happiness is a big smile, the rising of the cheeks and a narrowing of the eyes. You can often notice what are called crow's feet near the corner of the eyes with true happiness, and a lack of crow's feet can either mean Botox or a false smile. Dr. Brené Brown, another major player in the emotional research department, views emotions as something that should be embraced rather than ignored or suppressed. To feel our emotions, to acknowledge our emotions, allows us to connect with others and ourselves. Our emotions are essential indicators of what we're feeling and experiencing in life. They provide clues about how we might best respond to any particular situation. Dr. Brown also believes that embracing our emotions is a necessary step in living a fulfilling life. So with emotions being an essential component for understanding ourselves, our interactions, our decisions, how much do you know about your own emotions? Do you know when you're swept up in your emotions? Can you notice the emotion, any emotion, as it arises? What is it that makes you feel happy? What makes you feel sad? What makes you feel angry? And what will you do or think about the next time you feel an emotion coming up in your life? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.